Greetings, friends. This is Mark David, and today we'll be mapping intuitive eating on the 15-minute matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix Special Nutrition Therapy Series, where we're going to dive into the approaches, practices, dietary theories, and healing foods that have been used in the most successful practices across the globe and throughout history. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. The 15-Minute Matrix is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons which highlight the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition, and that's the Functional Matrix. The functional nutrition matrix reminds us of three very important factors in clinical care. Everything is connected. We are all unique and all things matter. Be sure to head over to this episode's show notes at 15minutematrix.com if you'd like to see today's topic mapped on a downloadable matrix to remind you of these critical aspects of care. And hey, before we get on with today's excellent episode, I wanted to note that this is our 200th episode of the podcast. We couldn't be here without you and your interest and your listening ears. Thank you for tuning in and sharing the podcast with a friend or colleague. And please don't forget to rate us on your podcast app of choice. We'd love to read your feedback. Today on the 15-Minute Matrix, I'll be speaking with my dear friend, Mark David. Mark David is the founder of the Institute for the Psychology of Eating, a leading visionary and teacher in eating psychology, and the author of the classic and best-selling works, Nourishing Wisdom, The Slow Down Diet, and Mind-Body Nutrition. His humorous, engaging, and informative speaking style have made him a popular and well-loved presenter, and his non-dogmatic approach to nutrition appeals to a wide audience of eaters who are looking for positive, inspiring, and innovative messages about food and health. Mark has held senior consulting positions at Canyon Ranch Resorts, the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health, the Johnson & Johnson Corporation, and the Disney Company. Mark, welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. Thanks so much, Andrea. So glad to be here. It feels way long overdue to be having you on this platform. I've missed talking to you. And your perspective on eating, intuitive eating, is so unique, and you're so well-spoken about it. So I'm grateful that we can be having this conversation today. Can you start us out by talking about what you mean, maybe even defining intuitive eating? What a great question. To me, intuitive eating is essentially learning how to connect with and trust in our body wisdom when it comes to food. So, you know, the word intuitive is, is pretty important here because generally our intuition is itself you know, a part of the higher function of the brain of the prefrontal cortex. And in order for you or I to be intuitive about anything in any moment, we have to be here. We have to be present. We have to be grounded 
And we have to be in some version of the relaxation response in order to access prefrontal cortex, intuitive synthesis kind of thinking. So intuitive eating is all about us sort of getting grounded in the body and asking good questions. I love that. I think it's also about a willingness to be a nutritional explorer. Yes. Uh, meaning these days, it, it seems like there's so much nutritional information that gets pushed at us. Right. And there are so many different perspectives, so many different ways to look at it, so many different studies that often contradict each other. Um, so can I be a nutritional explorer and relative to my own body? Can I be willing to hit the target or miss the target? Um, can I be willing to listen for feedback? So what does my intuition tell me to eat today or in this moment? And am I present enough to hear feedback from that meal? Oh, 20 minutes later, an hour later, six hours later, can I draw connections between what I ate then and how I feel now? So to me, this is just such a great and deep topic and I could just keep going on and on. I know, I know. And I love that. And we will certainly link to your books where you continue to speak about this so beautifully, but I'm taking notes and there are certain things you're saying that I love, just phrases, body wisdom, feedback, this feedback loop that we get going with our everyday choices, right? And we've gotten so out of touch. People are believing in one diet or dietary theory. There's more and more food hypersensitivity because people are restricting more and more because they read that something doesn't work for them or they feel something doesn't work for them because really there's internal healing that needs to happen. And one of the things I love about our connection, Mark, and the work we both do is we're recognizing the importance of the mind and the body and really how they work together to bring us into intuition. So I'm just kind of reflecting back to you all the things I'm hearing, but it's so exciting to come into this mindset around eating that helps us to help others find their intuition. Yes. And what a great gift we can help another human being tap into. You know, oftentimes as practitioners, we can easily feel that it's my job to fix the other person. Yes. And of course, I want to help clients and patients. Of course, I want to do the best job for them. Of course, I want to hear what their challenge is, hear what their complaint is, and serve them. And part of that for me is helping another human being tap into their own innate wisdom. And again, that sense of trust. I want to come back to the word trust because I think what happens for people is when they hear intuitive eating, they are on one level looking for, well, what's the perfect way for me to eat so that I'm taking care of my body and I'm taking care of myself, which is great. But we have to be careful, I think, of this concept of perfection or the perfect diet, mm -hmm. because perfection is always going to imply sameness. And once I find the perfect way to eat, then I don't have to listen or talk or explore or notice. I've just found the right diet for me, and I can just go on automatic pilot. 
And as far as I can tell, the body doesn't really work that way. It, it's constantly changing. Yes. And if I'm trusting my journey as an intuitive eater, it means that even when I make a mistake, even when my intuition said, yeah, you should be drinking Coca-Cola all day today. Um, and that turns out to not have been such a good idea for me. I'm trusting that my body can come back, that I can come back and that I can continue on this journey of, okay, what's, what's, what's best for me at this moment in this meal? What feels right? And there's so many factors, right? Like I always think of it as risk reward. How do we how do we help educate our clients and patients about risk reward or cost benefit so that you're making a decision, you're tuned in, and you may actually be willing to pay the price of something not feeling great the next day because of the reward of the circumstances, being with other people, enjoying the company, your grandmother made it. There's different things. And when we can tune into our own bodies, we find our own personal measures of risk and reward. I love the way you phrase that. Let me put different words on what you just yeah, said. Please. You know, oftentimes what happens is when people hear about intuitive eating, where they often go to is that, oh, that means I should be focusing on what to eat. And that the goal of intuitive eating is to hit the target about mm. eating the right food. And what you just brought up is, yes, it's in part it's about what to eat, but the other part is who ought I be in this moment as an eater and how should I eat? So meaning, oh, I'm in a social situation. What is the risk and reward? I'm with a family at a holiday dinner. What is the risk and reward there? Sometimes it's better intuitively, for me anyway, that I'm going to eat something that's not necessarily what's best for my body, but it's best for the experience. It's best for the circumstance. And in total, that becomes best for me when I just add up all those factors rather than just focus on me and my body because we're human beings and we're in a shared experience and all of it, you know, creates our health. And that can be tricky too, because sometimes we might say, oh, I'm going to eat X in this situation. I mean, I'll just give a personal example. I remember going to my mother-in-law's house for Christmas. And of course, you know, my husband's not alive. It's a very delicate relationship. It was years ago. So it was even newer that we were in this circumstance together. And she made a white bean soup for Christmas Eve dinner. And I thought, well, I'm not eating grains and beans at that point in my life, but I'll just eat it because I wanted to please her and be accommodating. But then I was up all night long with a bellyache because my body wasn't accustomed to eating that food. So it becomes tricky in that risk and reward because I feel like sometimes we could be giving ourselves allowances for reasons that aren't intuitive, like let me please other people or I don't want to upset the host. Is that something that comes up in this realm of intuitive eating? Oh, absolutely. And, and it keeps... It keeps getting back to, I think, you know, our overall life journey 
And where does food and body and health fit into mm. that? You know, I'm I'm always about at some point with my client, I want to ask them the question, the overarching question, hey, what do you want from food? Really? What do you want from a quote unquote good diet? What do you want from quote unquote good nutrition? Like what's your end game here? And you know, oftentimes what I'll end up doing is I'll share with my client, you know, my own answer to that question, just so they can get a sense. You know, for me personally, I I want more, I want to have more energy as a human being. I want to feel alert. I want to feel present. I want to feel that I have enough intensity in my body, light in my body so that I can function and I can walk through the world in a good way. At the same time, I want to enjoy what I eat. So, so that's just what I'm wanting. You know, some people, they're looking at food and really what they want is they just want to have the right weight. Um, mm -hmm. that's, that's their goal with it. Um, some people like, I just want to be healthy. And I think oftentimes it's good to expand on what we want from food. You know, some people just yeah. want pleasure. They just want a good experience. But when we ask that question, we're really defining who we are as human beings and what we want out of life. So, you know, for you, as I hear you tell your story, you know, chances are one of your values is intimacy and connection um, with the people that matter to you. And, you know, you also have the value of, I want to feel good in my body. And sometimes those two collide, as in your story. And so then the next time you have a choice, the next time a similar situation comes up, you say to yourself, aha, okay, last time, here's what happened. Oh, uh, maybe this time, how do I, how do I create a response? How do I create the experience such that, hey, relative, hey, grandma, you know, I'm going to have to avoid this food because my body has been super sensitive. So interesting. And I think what I'm also struck with during this conversation is how intuitive eating is about the intuition of the person we're helping. It's not about our intuition. And this is where I feel like a lot of practitioners make mistakes in the realm of diet and lifestyle modification and nutrition, quote unquote. They really believe in some theory and they impose that theory on the person instead of going into to that place of discovery that comes with those questions you're asking and that feedback and body wisdom that we're helping to cultivate in another person. Oh, Andrea, such, such an important point that you're making. For me, I believe that I can be helpful to a client if I am willing to hold the position that there are as many useful and accurate nutritional approaches as there are people on the planet. So mm -hmm. yeah, I like Bravo. my nutritional approach for me, but I, I wouldn't want most people eating like I eat. It wouldn't work right. for them. So I'm, I'm clear about that. And, you know, it's so true what you've mentioned. I, I think it's a beginner mistake for practitioners that if we're not careful, it can become a long-term pattern called 
well, this diet works for me, therefore it should work for you. I was thinking a long-term pattern of client loss. Yes. <laughs> because yes, because yes, yes. People, if you're not listening to people, it's just that we're in the same trap that our medical system is currently in with people with chronic issues, where it's just the X for the Y. It's the protocol versus that deeper exploration that intuition requires. And at the same time, what I've noticed is that practitioners will often complain that when my client comes to me and they say, just tell me what to eat. Yes. There are so many people out there who just want to come to a practitioner and just give me the diet, just give me the piece of yep. paper and I will do what you tell me to do. And for me, I always take notice of that. and. I want to help re-educate my client that I'm not going to just give them another diet. I will have already interviewed them and I've asked them, how many diets have you been on? How many nutritional approaches have you followed in the course of your life? And when people get to hear themselves speak, when I'm asking them questions and they get to hear reflected back to them their nutritional journey and how many different approaches they've tried, experimented with, been on trials, errors, success, failures, whatever it is, they start to see that, oh, this is a, this is a lifelong dance for me. Yes. So when I ask them to tune into their own body, for some people, that's a big ask. So I just need yes. to be aware that there are a lot of human beings out there who are in fear around food. And around intuition, that tapping into the body's knowledge. I think when I hear you say, you know, people come asking for one diet, just tell me what to eat. The interesting thing is certain people will follow that because they're obligers and they're just going to do what's told to them. And like you said, has that worked in the past? Others will ask for that because they think that's what they want, but then they don't follow it anyway. And so it becomes a level of pleasing at the practitioner level to give that thing that's being asked for that we actually know is not a one size fits all and will never work for the long-term sustainable results. Well put. And within all that, I'm always saying to myself that at the end of the day, when I'm working with people with their eating challenges, with their nutritional concerns, I actually say to myself that at the end of the day, my job is not so much to help people with food and nutrition, even though that's what I'm doing. And that's how I'm putting myself out there. My job, as I see it, is to help another human being be the best possible person that they came here to be, to be the most self-expressed version of themselves that's seated within them. And food, health, body is a subset of all that. So to your point, yeah, people are, people are not only concerned about what to eat, but they might be afraid of their own intuition so that's really what I'm helping them with. I'm helping them tap into their own wisdom. I'm helping them tap into their own sense of trust, their own sense of confidence, because at the end of the day, that's not only going to affect their relationship with food, that's, 
that's going to impact who they are in the world and how they feel about themselves. So beautifully said and such important messages there. And I'm nodding my head. I know we're often in agreement about these topics. I could talk to you all day. I'm going to have to have you back for a longer conversation if you're willing. Thank you so much for joining me today, Mark. Thanks so much, Andrea. What a great conversation. The 15-Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. Check out the latest in functional nutrition at functionalnutritionlab.com forward slash blog. The 15-Minute Matrix is produced, mixed, and edited by Rowan Bradley with production support from Natalie Merrill and the team at the Functional Nutrition Alliance. And a silver lining of the pandemic, my son Gilbert is home from college and he's produced our brand new theme music that you can hear today and moving forward. Let us know what you think on our social channels on Instagram or Facebook. Plus, you can find episodes on all kinds of topics with more incredible guests at our podcast website, 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified each time there's a new podcast episode by email, please go to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. 